For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's SENZ, the Blues Brothers, Steve Devine in the house. G'day Steve, how you doing mate? I'm well buddy, yourself? Yeah, not too bad mate, not too bad. Uh, Good win for the boys uh, last weekend against the Highlanders, but I mean, well, good win and that they got a win and they, they won more convincingly than we thought, but uh game of two halves. Yeah, mate, it's it's uh the old saying, hey, a win is a win is a win. It wasn't it wasn't pretty, particularly that first 40. It was it was pretty damn ugly, to be honest. Uh they they looked like a team that had been put together in the last few hours, which which it was with a with a few COVID cases going down. So um, I, I guess expected, but uh, you know the ability for the team to be able to uh, get in at halftime, get yelled at by the coach, and uh, come out and actually put in a pretty dominant performance was was pretty good to see. Because sometimes in those games when you're down, it's it's hard to turn it around, particularly against a, a hungry team like the Highlanders. So um, I was pretty impressed by that second half. It was a it was a sign of the Blues that maybe we hadn't seen in the last few years. You know, like a bit of hunger, and um, you know they they they. They changed the plan and they and they they executed it well, which was which was really pleasing to see. Uh, saw Caleb Clark dot down with a couple, mate. Of course, in the second half, but it, it, it felt like uh, the real changing of that game came when Thomas Umanga Jensen went off the Highlanders because he was causing the Blues all sorts of trouble up the middle. He's a class actor. I'm saying probably the most outstanding player of the competition so far this year. Um, disappointing that he was went off injured, but um, disappointing for the Highlanders. Certainly not disappointing for any Blues fan. No, he's been he's having a great season, and uh, uh, hopefully he's not out for too long. It didn't look too major, so hopefully only a couple of weeks, and we'll see him back because he, he's playing some great footy. And um, there is a there is a bit of a void in that number twelve all black jumper. Yeah, there is. Uh, I mean. When you talk midfielders, I mean, you've got, of course, Anton Leonard-Brown, you've got Quintu Pyre as well running around. Obviously, Roger Tuivasa-Shek wants to have a shot at that jersey. Uh, there's Good Hugh, there's Havili, there's Enor that could play that can play midfield down in Canterbury as well. Uh, I mean, there are a few names around, but uh, who do you think at the moment, if he was an all-black test next weekend, would be those that 12-13? Yeah, well, if, if you're picking on form, he, he, uh, he would certainly be the man. I mean... Roger, you can see he's just an athlete, and he's got the talent. He, he will get there, I've, I've no doubt, but maybe just a little bit too raw yet. I, I, I really wish he would have got the end of um, last year's ITM Cup in, which would have really helped him for this season. But he's an athlete. He'll be there, I've no doubt. Um, uh, Leonard Brown, you know, he's a centre. He can play 12. He, he'll be there or thereabouts. There's, but, yeah, there's, there's sort of no one other than uh, Umanga Jensen, I reckon, who's really throwing the hand up right now. He has to be, he has to be the pick out of the, the midfielders for the competition. Now, if we're talking picks, there's a bloke that you picked out of preseason in a couple of runs for the Blues um, by the name of Tane Plumtree. And boy, he had a game too, didn't he? Uh, it's not often that people listen to me. And I don't think anyone, <laughs> I don't think anyone did last week. And yeah, he's an athlete, mate. He's, uh, he's going places. Uh, he's, a, he's a good young kid. He's strong. He can run. He can get on the ball. He can play seven. He can play six and eight. So... Mate, I expect big things from him this year. Um, he's, he's got an opportunity last weekend and, gee, he took it. And, um, you know, it wasn't just the two tries he scored. Uh, he he cleaned out the rucks pretty well. He tackled incredibly well. He made some really strong, dominant tackles. So, mate, and he's a kid. Um, I, yeah, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a lot to be learned and there's a, there's a lot to go through yet with him. But he's certainly heading in the right direction. There's, no one's going to doubt that.
Yeah, well, when we've got Akira Yuani back fit, I mean, that loose, loose, field, uh, loose forward trio, man, there's some depth there. You've got Akira Yuani, uh, you got, of course, um, uh, Tainu we're talking about, you've got Hoskins Satuti, you've got Dalton Papali'i, you know, there's there's some names there, man, there's some talent. Yeah, there's some talent, all right, and, and, and it's good to see you building a bit of depth. No, no one's going to get through the season without a few injuries here or there, so, you know, there is that depth, um, and there's, uh, there's also that energy and that impact off the bench you know when you go to any one of those names off the bench it's going to be um it's going to be it's going to be impressive if they can keep them all together so um yeah let's go let's go i'm, I'm hoping like that that second half of the weekend showed me that this team when when they when it gets gritty they can change and they can switch on and, and get things done and you know that's something we haven't seen from the blues for for quite a while i reckon that's Good to see, and I'm, I'm for the first time really this season. I'm actually quite confident and hopeful that they uh, they can go one one better than last year, uh, particularly you know against the New Zealand teams, particularly with against Harry, the Crusaders. Particularly, particularly well with Harry Plummer gone for the season, uh, Stephen Petafeta had to step up um, into the ten jersey, and man, he looked as good if not better in ten than he did in fifteen. You know, the week before, didn't he? Yeah, it took him took him a wee while. I think that first half again in at late notice probably hadn't trained there all week, but. Uh, yeah, you know, came out that second half and got on the front foot and just just controlled the game. They, it was all blues the second half. The Highlanders didn't really get a chance. They got a chance late or well, went for 90 minutes. They got a chance in the last 10 minutes when, you know, they, they weren't going to lose the game. So, mate, he, he controlled it very well. It took him a while to find his feet. But, yeah, um, a great option to have um, in the 10. And obviously... Uh, not much going down this weekend, but uh, Barrett's back and, you know, over the head knock. So, again, there, there's a little bit of depth there at 10. And um, Harry was a big loss, but um, there, there's certainly a few options around, which is which is great. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. Let's have a look then at the, this weekend, mate. Um, of course, as you mentioned, the Highlanders' Moana is off. Uh, so is Crusaders' Blue. So is Hurricanes' Chief. But we do have one game. They've re- uh, rejigged things. So the Moana at Mount Smart, they get to host the first home game of the of the season against the Chiefs Saturday night at five past seven. Uh, it's got to be Chiefs, doesn't it? I mean, they just look yeah. so strong in the forwards. Yeah, they're a strong team. I can't see them. Uh, I can't see them dropping that one. Moana will be will be. Pretty keen to play. It's been a while, so they'll be keen, but I, I, I think the Chiefs will be too strong across the board, mate, to be honest. All right. Well, let's um, have a look at the Aussie games then, shall we? Yep. Okay. Uh, Brumbies Reds Friday night. Uh, that's the that's the Aussie clash, right? That's the mm. big one. Those two teams will finish one on two or two on one, which either way. So uh, uh, where's that in Canberra? Canberra, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably lean on the Brumbies just because it's at home. It'll, it'll be tight. It could go either way, really. Uh, just like the final last year, those two teams, it'll, it'll come down to the wire and it'll be a couple of little plays here and there. But uh, I think the Brumbies might have it. Okay. Uh, Drua versus Force on Saturday, Arvo? Well, that'll be tough. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Force. I know the Drua got close to the Reds on the weekend, but, you know, the Reds were comfortable and sort of dropped the ball a little bit on that one. I, I think I think the uh, I think the Force I think the Force will have that. All right. And Waratah's Rebels, that's Tars all day, isn't it? That's Tars all day. I, I hate to say it, but that is Tars all day. Yeah, there you go. All right, mate. Good stuff. We've got your picks in. We've got your picks in early because your old mate Andrew Hall, the CEO of the Blues, is going to join us up next here on Blues Brothers. And uh, I know you'll have a story or two. Hopefully. There's always a story or two, mate. I just uh, I just know that there's uh, if the Blues can't field a team, there's I just met about 40 of them that are all keen for a runaround. <laughs> we'll talk to Hori next here on Blues Brothers on SCNZ. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Blues Brothers, talking Blues Rugby with Steve Devine and Ricardo Ball on SCNZ.
This is SENZ. It is a Blues Brothers Ricardo Ball. Steve Devine with you and uh, joining us on the blower is a man who is super, super busy at the moment. Uh, the CEO of the Blues, Andrew Hall. How you doing, mate? Good, good. Great to be here, fellas. Thanks very much for having us along. Oh, no, our pleasure, mate. Our pleasure. Thanks very much for making time because I know that, you know, with everything with, you know, uh, Joelle going on, you've, you've, you've had his service today. Um, you've obviously got... Uh, COVID across Super Rugby and you're dealing with not only New Zealand Rugby but Super Rugby and all the other franchises as well. Uh, thanks for making time for us. No worries. No, uh, I was very sad about uh, Joelle, but he's home now. Uh, hopefully he can have the send-off he, he deserves, which would be great. He uh, he certainly was one of the greats. A, a smile that changes the room, mate, when he walked in. He was uh, he was a great man. And, uh, yes. Incredible. Hey, and we got a, a massive photo of him on our wall in our board on our boardroom with that smile after they won, I think, in must have been '96. But we were also lucky enough to host them uh, last year. We were sort of going hosting the well, the only ones we don't have in is Stevie Devine. Actually, the rest of them are very welcome. And um, <laughs> so, so uh, but but he came, you know, he came in and and, and what a gentleman and was, uh, you know, we we really hoped that he had a great day. We brought him in on the chopper and. You know, people just wanted to be near him and be around him. Uh, he had a warmth to him, and people just have such great memories of him, you know, particularly striding out over Eden Park and, and obviously for county. So, yeah, really sad loss of a really good man. And, uh, yeah, so I'd say that the boys will have a, will be having a good day today, and obviously we'll, we'll have the official ceremony on Friday. Hmm. Just quickly on Joely, a few years ago, uh, we had a training camp where we had to kayak to Rangitoto, run up the hill and then kayak home. And it was a race between all the players. And I got teamed up with Joely and uh, was on your market set go. We left Ferg's kayaks and headed towards Rangitoto. And the group just, I was fit and strong. The group just kept pulling away further and further away. And I kept paddling harder and harder. I kept further and further away. I was like, what's going on? I turn around. And Joely had the oar over his shoulders <laughs> and he's just sitting back. And he's like, relax, my friend. Just relax, my friend. We'll be all right. I was like, Jojo, you got to battle with me, mate. He's like, no. Nah. Great man. I couldn't be angry at him. No, you can't be. Hey, you're just a happy, happy bloke. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like quite a cruiser. Yeah, interesting. They say, uh, hopefully, yeah, the boys had a good send-off today on Eden Park and we toast there, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, it's a, I, I don't. You're a manager. Uh, you're a man manager, Andrew. I, I, I'm picking that uh, you would have made that same decision as to put the most laid back guy with the angriest halfback to ever cross the white line uh, <laughs> to make sure that, that, that it balanced the team out. <laughs> you can imagine him hissing and sparking there away eh, at the front, yeah, and the big guy just cruising on behind. Yeah, yeah Jasper, if, if there was a ski biscuit, I'm sure he would have been on that. You know, he was just, yeah, uh, yeah great man. Great man. Was can't, he a good communicator on the field, Stevie? What did he? What Mate, he, he did his communications with actions. Give him the ball and watch him run. That was get him the ball. Let him do his thing was the thing. And it was the same with so many of the like Ru Penny was the same, you know, uh Jonah when he was on the wing. Just give him the ball and stuff will happen around him. And that was always a plan. The the more time and space you could give him with the ball, the more chances are he was going to run 80, 90 meters and score with it. So yeah, great team, man. Like, just a great team, man. And Fixture smile, and uh, nothing was ever an issue. Like, literally nothing was ever an issue with him, mate. One of, one of the greats. Yeah, you're right. If he, if he went on one of those 70, 80-meter runs, Steve, uh, at what point did you give up running off his hip, hoping for a pass? Well, mate, I was always down the fat man's track in the middle of the field, you know. 
hoping to uh, try and catch him, but it was never like that. He was, uh, mate, he, for, a, for a big man, he was lightning fast. And it wasn't, it was his acceleration off the mark. Like at, in three steps, he was up to top speed. Like, and, and that was, that was the, that's the difference on a rugby field a lot of the time. It's just not top end speed, but how quickly you can get from standing to top speed. And, and for him, it was three. We used to have races on the concourse at Eden Park and uh, we'd put him behind us, you know, three meters behind us on your mark, get set, go. And by the time, we even stuck our heads up. He was in front, you know, it was just, his acceleration was incredible. And uh, yeah, an absolute pleasure to play with. He's a, a hell of a man, hell of a gentle giant too. Great story. Hey, yeah. uh, Andrew, we're going to, uh, we should, we should talk a little bit about super rugby and, and the challenges you've had this season so far uh, in, in the CEO role, of course, mm. starting things down in, in Queenstown. How did that work? Do you think, and do you think maybe we could have stuck out there longer in those bubbles or do you think the right decision was made yeah. to move back home? But we just debated that yesterday, uh, today actually, because we've got to review everything. First and foremost, uh, what we did find out was once they got in into your environment, the COVID got in in bubbles, it actually spreads quicker. So the theory was let's get the teams home, and basically everyone's going to get it. You just got to slow it down. But what we've seen is once it's in this environment where you've got, you know, they're training, right? they're, they're training for a game of full contact sport and there was research out of Australia that that said that COVID didn't train uh, didn't uh, transmit in training in games well you know what we found even on Friday night well, you, that's fine when they're out on the field but then you, you're going into change rooms and all that kind of stuff we, we managed it well around the environment I think we built a big marquee up the back we had the tables out there for physio and, and whatnot and it was like a bloody camping ground but that, that worked okay I think Ultimately, once we got back into the changing rooms, back into an intense, and you can't hold off on a day like that, can you, on match day? It's, you're either all in or you're not at all. So that's where it's sort of, I think, uh, where it's spreading through our squads. And, and the beauty of it is we will get herd immunity. We can crack on with the season, uh, knowing that you've got people, by and large, triple vaxxed, uh, and now with a, with a good dose of COVID under their belt. Yeah. Mate, uh, how many how many people in the team? Obviously, there was three players missing last weekend. How many in the current team uh, are showing symptoms at the moment? You, you're pretty high there now, Stevie. Like it's almost reversed between those that have and those that haven't. So, so it's, once you hit a sort of a threshold, basically, you start telling the 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 powers that be that you're you're not in great shape, and and you can see it. all of us have actually evolved the same way. You sort of get to about ten, eleven. You think, oh, we might be able to get through the weekend, and then within 24 hours, you get another six, and you sort of that's it, it's over. So, yeah. um, and everyone's everyone's been in the same boat, hurricanes, so on and so forth. I'm seeing another one today, so it's that's the way it's going to go. Mm. I, I guess the good news is that most people have got it by by the middle of next week, back to back to as is, was is, and, and season on, right? Correct, exactly. There, there will be a small group haven't got it yet and we, we can ride that one out right like we did last week what it does give us and, and the Aussies saw the same um, speaking to the CEOs there they all got it around Christmas time it was all hitting in that January window but they've been relatively fine since you can get it twice of course as you know but chances are you know very low so yeah we, we, we're hopeful we're hopeful and so what happens now is you know we've got some boys a couple of boys the other week that hit their PBs so they've had it for three days. They have a rest. They came in and felt really good and started lifting. And because they'd had a rest, we're smashing it. And then we had some others that have really been smashed quite hard by it. And so it's been 
really interesting watching how people respond and see what's going on. So, yeah, you know, so some of them still come into the gym. We've had times where COVID people can come in and, and otherwise, yeah, they're out of there. So it's been interesting. What's the deal with the game against the Crusaders if it gets put off? Is it going to be played at some point uh, I, I had heard that they might just go you know what have two points each and go your own way and let's try and free up some space in the season yeah no the intention is we've got it we feel we've got enough we had a, uh, I think uh, the news were talking about it last night we did have a bit of a meeting about how we sort of fit everything in and I think what you'll see over the next couple of days is a reconfiguration particularly now that most of the teams have had it uh, all of them actually have got it some varying de- degrees so they've reconfigured it it will mean in some instances, you know, there's bye weeks that have to be used or midweek games and all of those kind of things. So we have to reach an agreement and try to get some form of fairness. But realistically, you're not going to get fair. You just got to get on with it and get out there and rip into it, don't you? Like if you keep looking across at the opposition, you're not looking at what you need to do. So I think we've got a bit of an attitude here of just shut up and let's get on with it. If we want to be successful in this thing than moping around and worrying about what everyone else is getting, isn't going to get us anywhere. So it's, uh, it's certainly the attitude to have, you know, you get thrown the odd curveball here and there and it's just about uh, as a team dealing with it and getting on with it. Eh? Yeah. hundred uh, percent. I think we've got a really good attitude like that. Like um, because Leon's quite a competitive dog, okay, that, that spreads, right. You know, like he was always known as being fiercely competitive and that sort of attitude is infectious so um more well hopefully more infectious of bloody COVID anyway and then we can yeah crack on and and do the do the job uh we've got some you know it's good having a few, a few toughies too which is good they just get on with it to Luke Romano's of this world and, and whatnot so I think that's that's a healthy position to be in yeah how big an addition's he been just in terms of attitude and forward leadership yeah I think you mainly see it on the training field to be honest too like he just yeah grabs those young fellas and demands it and um that and then you've got roger who's coming out and although he hasn't got the playing um down pat yet it's a real shame that he didn't get to play for Auckland last year that would have done him the world of good but every game you can see him getting better and better but it's the impact he has he comes in he does his homework on on stuff he's ready he's prepared he goes home he gets himself prepared for the next day it just breath of fresh air and and I think you know the way that Caleb's sort of gone in under his wing and he's come back looking a million bucks because he's actually up and being active and you know people have spoken about their little man crush and whatnot and they enjoyed Queenstown together on their motorbike you know because you're you're allowed to go out and about when you're in Queenstown you just weren't allowed to mix or mingle as long as you stayed so and that kind of impact that he's had on those little things and doing that kind of thing has been fantastic and his rugby we believe and we're seeing, oh, we think it'll, it'll come and it wasn't a bad day, but at all, was it? You know, you can focus on one particular incident or as much as you like, but there's a lot of other instances to like. So really pleased for him because he's been a really welcome addition to the club. He's a good man. And, and all of that age and experience, it means something because they're coming through younger and younger and they're leaving younger and younger. Getting that balance right in your team is really important. I remember back when I was playing, I, I knew on Monday, uh, we used to have conditioning games on Monday, like competition games, touches, and, and different versions of touch. I knew on Monday if we were ready for the weekend's performance. If, if it was angry and there was a few niggles and people were pushing and, and it got really competitive, I, I knew we were in a good place and I knew, you know, we'd be right for the week. But 
having someone like Luke Romano on Monday that fronts up and says, this is what we're doing and this is how we're doing it. I mean, it's just such a big impact on, on the kids, particularly the younger boys, you know, it's just, you can't buy that sort of attitude and, and that's what you need, you know, for that weekend, weekend out grind, isn't it? Yeah. And then you chuck in there the young fellas with the right attitude, like the chodies of this world, little West Auckland battler, just bloody gets a sniff of a, you know, a contract with us and he's just into everything. They really and, and those guys just get in behind that, don't they? You know, they they see that and so that whole picking on character is so vitally important. Yeah, you get up yourself and, and they're away. So it's bloody good. I can imagine you yapping around at their heels too, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I used to if I had no voice if I had no voice on Monday Monday night, I knew that I'd done a lot of talking, which probably meant things weren't going so well. But uh <laughs> If there's a bit of push and shove, then uh, normally normally we're in a pretty good spot for the week for the coming weekend. And that's a shame of it. I think there was a bit of bubble and squeak after a pretty poor first half, but they were looking to uh, put some performances together, and it's just been sort of stifled. So it's going to be the organisation that can get back on the horse the best and crack on, get into it. And, and Blues have shown right through this pandemic that we bounced back really well. And the other thing about Queenstown, which was good for us, is having the, our boys actually tour really well. They actually enjoy it. They enjoy being close together. And, and some of those smaller centres, it's easier to be together. But here, it can be a little bit more challenging. So when they're on tour, if you look at it, all of our turnaround sort of points over the last couple of years, you know, to South Africa, when we turned, it, turned around, sort of had a better second half of the year after the Aotearoa, Last year they went away for a week and and got themselves sorted and 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 now have have largely been around being together and having time away. So that that was one really good thing with Queenstown and and one of the things that the Pacific uh, competition throws up is you don't get those tours anymore. And you know yourselves like there's nothing better than being away on that sort of environment. So we're we're wondering how do we manufacture that in the future moving forward. You know, so it might be a lock in for a couple of weeks, I suppose, but. Yeah, no, we, we need to manufacture that somewhere in the season because uh, it seems to be with the Blues, they love it. I can recommend a fishing trip, Corey. I reckon that'll be a good start. <laughs> so there'll be a few right in behind you, yeah. yeah got, a fishing, <laughs> got a fishing guide for you too, by the sounds of things. Hey, um, yeah. Andrew, thanks very much for coming on, mate, and, and, and having a chat. I know it's been a, a hell of a week, hell of a day as well. I really appreciate your time. Go well, mate, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the season. Eh? Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah, there you go, Andrew Hall, the CEO of the Blues. Great to have him with us uh, talking uh, the Blues and Super Rugby and the what those teams are all going through at the moment because, uh, yeah, it's it's quite the effort for them to, to get things going and to make things happen, uh, but good to see them doing it. That is uh, your Blues Brothers catch-up with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.